Ty. Hi. Welcome to Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm the other contributing host, Tyler. We are here today to talk about Minute 26 of High School Musical 2. Minute 26 starts out with Gabriella asking Troy if he's sure it's okay for them to be out there. And ends with Troy saying that he loves this game as he scoots back a little while they're sitting (laughs) on their picnic. I just want to start off and say it's definitely not okay for them to be out there. No, 100% not. (laughs) You don't just have, like, it's it's daylight, so there's definitely still people golfing. (laughs) Like, as far as I know, golf courses are in use, like, all day. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, they're, like, super booked, usually. It's, like, pretty intense. Uh, So I, I really don't know, like, what the, like, what his thinking is, like, Let's go have a picnic on the golf course unless it's like unless the club's like not really open yet for season. Like, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why would they have hired all of those new people if it wasn't open for season? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little weird. Uh, Troy, Troy is not being a smart boy here. <laughs> Troy, Troy, has Troy ever been a smart boy? Um, We hope, but we're not sure. We've we've used a lot of adjectives before boy in that sentence, but I don't know if smart has ever been one of them. So yeah, they're just they're 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 literally just sitting on a blanket in the middle of a grass field. There's some like water behind them. It's a it's a nice vista, I it's guess. It's very picturesque. Yeah. Um we got it's it reminded me a lot of um, you know, Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clones. Of course I do. First one I remember seeing in theaters. Reminded me of when Anakin and Padme are eating eating a picnic in the middle of the grass on Naboo. Yeah. Partic- particularly because we get an outfit change from Gabriella that's just like, oh, Gabriella's just in a new outfit now. Like, and it's like a really like nice outfit. She's got this like dress on, flower in her hair. She's got her tea as in Troy. She looks real cute. Yeah, it's just like, did she like bring out like a whole like fancy fit for like her picnic date like well i assume so fulton said they didn't have to be in uniform when they were on their shift and i'm gonna go two routes here one they live in new mexico it's hot out she's wearing a strapless dress so presumably it's probably one of the cooler things she owns and two she's like oh i gotta look kind of nice i'm working at this nice fancy club so if i'm walking around not on duty in my lifeguard outfit i probably have to dress a little nicer than i normally would like no sweats yeah but she could wear her like aeropostale clothes that she wears to school but it's summertime she can't (laughs) wear her multi-layered shirt and candy i forgot about the disney disney movie required um (laughs) multi-layers which is why this outfit is so surprising because she's in a strapless dress and it's not a prom or a homecoming. <laughs> it it just like really struck me like just like how bold of a choice it was. Like we're going to put Gabriella like in this outfit and it's going to be like a doll. It's like Star Wars. It's like and we can sell versions of this doll with this outfit. Like, I don't know. I didn't get super Star Wars. Like I get where you're going because it was it is kind of reminiscent of that in that. Like they're having an outside picnic kind of thing and it's like romantic and they're a little awkward. But uh, I, I don't know. Her outfit isn't as outlandish 
Or is lovely. I do love that field, Padme's field outfit with the flowers. <laughs> I do love that yeah. outfit a lot. I had the paper doll book growing up, so like I 100% know that outfit. It more well. it more struck me as like, um, well, Gabriella, she's our pretty female protagonist. Like, let's get her in X number of outfits throughout the course of the movie. And like, this was a scene change, so it's also a costume change. But I think it's nice in tying to that idea that Fulton had presented that they don't have to wear their uniforms all the time. Yeah, but is I don't is Troy still wearing his no. later shirt though? No. Okay, I don't. I don't he know. He changed too. But she's still wearing the necklace. That's important. Yes. Well, she is dating Troy still. Just because she's <laughs> off the clock doesn't mean she's not dating Troy still. And they're talking about their futures. It's... Yeah, it's very... I like... I actually like this scene because it feels the most high schooly to me. Like, they're just, like, talking. They're like, how is kitchen duty? Like, it's the normal blase stuff that you just ask your friend. Like, oh, you, you were sitting down at lunch with them and you're like, how was fourth period like whatever <laughs> yeah. um troy says oh you know the team that washes dishes together wins together classic troy trying to be quirky dialogue it's it's a little snarky it's a little sassy um but it's still in line with his like focus on team and being a good dude troy also spoon feeds gabriella something i don't know what it is what do you think he's feeding her yeah, I don't because he mentions that he's made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but that does not look like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Maybe there's not a lot of jelly in it. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he has a peanut butter sandwich and a jelly sandwich. And they have to rip them apart and put the two ends together to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> but no, like, is he feeding like, her, like yogurt or do they have? It looked like a little like cookie or something. Is it? it it's in like a spoon, size. though, right? I didn't think so. I thought he was holding it between his fingers, like. I I couldn't really tell because it's kind of hidden by his hands. Well, it didn't look like he was holding a spoon. His hand was not positioned as if he was holding a spoon. You think about how you hold a spoon. But not in like a scoopy way, in like a in like a pointy way. It could. I don't know. I don't know, man. Let's just move on. Yeah, but I think they're they're high school conversation really reflects like I think this is probably one of the most real conversation or realistic conversations we've seen in either of these movies because they're like oh yeah how was your job whatever and then like Gabriella trying to change the subject on something that's clearly bothering her like it's something that's always looming over any teenager's head college applications she's like my mom says summer jobs look good on college apps and Troy's like, yeah, college costs a fortune. I hate thinking about my future. And I'm like, wow, also relatable. All things I still feel today, even though I'm not applying for college anymore. <laughs> but um, they, right. they're having a conversation about being worried and like thinking about their future. And just like they talk about scholarships, which I have other thoughts on, but just like this general like changing. They've had a busy day and this is where their brain is leading them to. And I think that's real. I actually do appreciate what you're saying. I was going to complain that like Troy literally just sang a whole song about like, hey, like, let's not worry about like the issues. Like, let's just enjoy the time that we have together. And now he's like flipped his perspective and he's saying like, I'm worried like work is he's not talking about work. He's talking about like how he's worried about his future. But it's just like 
Gabrielle is reminding him to live in the here and now and just enjoy himself for one summer. And that's like, yeah, Troy, that's what you were just saying to your other group of friends. So it's kind of like an inconsistent, I don't know. I don't think it's inconsistent, but I think it keeps actually in track with Troy's characterization of being a good leader on the outside, but maybe not always taking his words to heart. And yeah, at the same time, Gabrielle was the one that brought up college. Stuff. <laughs> um, and I think like you were talking about in the last minute that having this different persona and they're alone now and can actually talk about, Oh, Chad is right. We are worried about things, but we can't let that show in this other facade kind of setting. Like we can be concerned and worry about things not on the clock and with each other, but while we're on the clock, we're going to be professional and make it work. Yeah. It's also confusing because we're 25 minutes into the movie. I'm not really sure if this is the conflict between Troy and Gabriella. Is there a conflict between them? Does do, do they have their own like perspectives in this movie? Like, does Gabriella have something that she wants right now? What does Troy want other than just to worry, like worry about college, but that's not going to get solved now. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. Um, we've had a very slow build and we have not reached any conclusion of what is actually going on in this movie yet but we've been setting the scene, figuring out where the characters are at. And I think this is more of that figuring out where the characters are at. Cause we've seen Troy as a very bravado, but he's still insecure about things and, and still has his doubts and worries. And I but think like, it's just a confirmation. They kind of had this conversation in the first 10 minutes. Didn't they? Like, I mean, they've, they've said similar things, but not to each other. And yeah. also there's this new element of, well, Troy's brought up the, the concept of scholarships and concerns over paying for college already, but that was more with Chad. And Gabriella is being the reassuring girlfriend and being like, you're a cinch for a scholarship. And Troy's like, but it all depends on what happens next year, which... Is I'm just gonna arguably go out there and say, true? Yeah, like, sometimes it's the junior year for basketball that you yeah. look at, not the senior year. Yeah, because it's too late at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, college apps are way past due when basketball is ending. Like, But, yeah, I, I know what it means. And sometimes, like, you might get accepted to a school. They might be recruiting you, but they you might not get your final offer till like, later like, on in yeah. the spring, I guess. So, hard to say. yeah. But Troy's just focus on, like, this upcoming season, again, doesn't make sense. They're so far out. Yeah, and it, yeah, and you're right, because it doesn't make sense for, like, the plot of this movie, where it's like, oh, this is a summer vacation movie. Like, don't have him be worried about next winter or, or find a way, that, or find a way to make that more relevant, because there's just no way that that's going to come to matter in this movie. Yeah, or if he was really concerned about recruitment, he would not be working this summer and would be in camps and leagues that would get him recruited better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Troy's on kind of on this line about like, I wanted to be in control of my future, but now that I am, I'm like, I'm still confused and I don't know what to do. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's that it's, I, I agree with you that it's like, it's a good example of that sort of teenage, not angst, but, but nervousness and, 
anxiety about the future, but it just doesn't seem plot relevant quite in the way that it seems like we should be rolling more wheels at this time in the movie. Yeah, I I definitely see where you're coming from, but I think it also is time to, I think we do get a Gabriella I want in this little conversation because she is here to stay. She's not moving away, ready for a summer romance, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) She is focused on the here and now, which we've not really seen her before. Well, we've kind of seen her before, focusing on this current semester and wanting to focus on our studies. She wants to enjoy her summer with her boyfriend. Yeah. And Troy is being so much of a worrywart that he's, like, not having any fun. He's bumming her out. He's chilling the vibe, yeah. Mellowing the vibe? I don't I don't know. Maybe she will find her European boyfriend. She's like, (laughs) you're too sad for me. Let me go find someone else. Yeah, I didn't know Troy was emo. Oh, you can't tell by his fringe? (laughs) Um, But it's like, and and maybe that is the stakes of this movie, is that, like, Gabriella wants to have fun and Troy is a little bit too uptight. But, like, it just seems like such such minuscule character wants. Like we said, the stakes are even weirder this season or this year than they were in the last movie but like and i I was thinking about this yesterday like in the last in the last movie like that sort of high school worry of like oh no i have two obligations to go to at the same time it's like very stressful yeah no and we talked about that last season too like being like oh shoot i have sports and my job at the same time how do i balance this is is hard as a teen especially when you can't control your driving as we've seen (laughs) from troy before like he relies on a school bus can't control your driving well get off the golf course am i right i mean but he can control his driving because he did golf in the spring we found that out oh okay i was okay yeah sure um anyway (laughs) um the one other thing i wanted to bring up with this whole scholarship thing is Kind of this first idea of classism, well, not first idea of classism we get in this movie, because we saw that with Sharpay and versus the rest of the gang looking for summer jobs, not looking for summer jobs, like, depending on their opportunity. And Troy saying his family is saving pennies while the people at this golf course, like, don't even think about that. And it's interesting because we've talked about this with Troy, like, they live in this beautiful house. We assume the mother makes bank. <laughs> That's just our head cannon. Yeah. But they have picked a job that presumably does pay better than some of their other options. Like they, the occasional caddy comes with additional pay. Yeah. It's again, it's, I'm going to go back to this thing. It's like, he just sang a song about like, Hey, let's just enjoy our time. And, and I, I actually do agree with your thing about like taking the advice that you're giving, but it's like, I, it feels like a weird transition from scenes because we just had like a fun song about like working. And now he's like worried again. It seems like we might've, it might've actually been interesting to have like a quick little montage of like everything that the people were doing. Oh, that would have been fun to see Instead Chad just- and Troy waiting and, <laughs> Instead of uh, just a a putt to a putt time transition. Yeah. Just to contextualize things or like if, if it was like, oh, this job, like I know I sang a whole song about how 
we we can work together, but it's still really hard. And now I'm wondering if it's worth it. But I know I need to work the job so I can pay for college. Ugh, college. Yeah, it's very bizarre in its contradictory manner. But also, I think it adds some depth to Troy. Like we, this is a Troy movie. Like in the same way, the last one was a Troy movie. Like Troy <laughs> they're is all just, Troy movies. <laughs> they're all Troy movies, even though people like it. Yeah, Zac Efron's like the, and then Vanessa Hudgens is there too, but. She's her story is less pronounced than Troy's, and we see that in the f- emotional focus of the movie. Like we're getting a peek behind what Troy is thinking, and Gabriella is unfortunately been reliquated to supportive girlfriend status. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But I think she does bring up some good points here and is reminding him, hey, listen to your own dang advice. Like, I want, like, you want to, you keep saying you want to hang with your best girl or whatever. This is what I want. Like, (laughs) stop being a Debbie Downer. It just seems like they need to do, like, another pass on the script and, like, tighten it up. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I guess... On a on such a like a big budget like or like on a movie that's kind of you know they write the songs first and then they kind of orient the plot around the songs. I guess that some of this stuff makes sense. Yeah. Also, we do need some quieter moments amongst all the other hubbub we've been experiencing. This is our first quiet moment in a while. Yeah. Even when they were like in the kitchen talking, there was like they were shouting. Yeah, I meant in the in the Bolton kitchen, not in the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> not in the other kitchen. <laughs> I know. Uh, anything else you got for this mini Condra? Um, I do not. Well, and then I believe you have a decom of the week segment prepared for me. I do, and there was a lot I could have done here, and I thought about it for a while, as in like five to ten minutes, <laughs> and. I had a ton of fun when we did that Frindle rehash, and I thought it might be fun to take another book series and see if there could be a new or updated version of it in the Disney Channel universe. So in the 2010s, early 2010s there was this fun little choose your not choose your own adventure but um a step up beyond magic treehouse which is a great idea that i did not think of until just this minute but so i'll save that for next time or several times from now because that's never been turned into anything that taught kids about different world events And I was thinking, we have done some world events in Disney Channel movies in the past. And taking this more action approach that Disney Channel is want to do today, let's make our our first Disney Channel installment of the I Survived series. Okay. (laughs) So we're adapting the I Survived books. Now, are the I I Survived books, are they literally Choose Your Own Adventures? Or are they just... They're not literally Choose Your Own Adventures, but they are very much in that style that you have a couple people you're focused on. It's centered around a central event. 
there's a 9-11 one, there's a Hurricane Katrina one, there's the San Francisco earthquake of yeah, yeah. 1903. Are they uh, formatted like a Choose Your Own Adventure, or are they just... They're not like formatted. No- you don't choose your own adventure. There is a Choose Your Own History Adventure series that we could do at another time. That would be challenging to do as a movie, but um, they very much remind... like Kids that like Choose Your Own Adventures... Also, like, I survived because of the, like, high-octane nature of them. The stakes are high the whole time. They're not like a Dear America where you get these quiet moments of contemplation because it's not a journal. So they kind of, like, they kind of throw you into a story with one character's perspective on a specific event. Yes. And we've seen this before. Disney Channel has not shied away from current events before. We've seen that with Tiger Cruise and 9-11, and we've seen that with The Color <laughs> of Friendship. Cruise. <laughs> That's how uh, I justified this one. And uh, <laughs> The Color of Friendship with the uh, South African Apartheid. So, yeah, we've never actually covered The Color of Friendship on this show. Did you know that? Um, I know that, but I also watched it in middle school, and I still remember that movie very well. So I don't. maybe someday I can bring it for you as a color. Yeah, but, but like, I, I've read the description before. Yeah, so... But, it's one okay, of those so things I co- survived. So it just seems like it would be a series that just each episode's about a different I survived thing. Or do you... Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a Disney Plus original series that is on that edutainment side of things, but it's a little more exciting. It, it's very Spirit of Epcot early Epcot with the edutainment, but it's also like a... I don't um, know. I was thinking we just get the same people that did Marvel's What If. It's animated. It's animated. And then in the last episode, they all cross over. So the the Pompeii survivor meets up with the San Francisco earthquake survivor. (laughs) And then they all have to survive the ultimate disaster. 2020? is the the sun (laughs) blowing up, I guess. A supernova. Okay. I was not thinking that, but I do like that I <laughs> like that 20 minute animated. I think that would definitely be an interesting or 25 minute animated. Yeah, um, I, think- I was think- thinking more of the um, what was that? The princes and princesses, the second that newer one that just came out. That's like the, the second in line. I have no idea what thing. you're talking about. Oh, OK. Yeah, I mean, the, the I Survive stories kind of write themselves. If it's going to be a series, then it's just. Boom, an episode about a flood, an episode about a volcano, an episode about an earthquake. Like, Yeah, but what would be this? I guess what would be the pilot? What's the one that that is dropped day one and that would hook seven to ten year olds to actually watch the series? Because it history, even if it's action adventure, is a really hard sell for kids. Yeah, I mean. Titanic is usually a pretty easy go-to. Disney should get the Titanic movie on Disney Plus, honestly. Yeah, they haven't yet, which is amazing. I don't I don't know like what studio made Titanic. I feel like I should know that, but, but I've never actually seen Titanic, so It seems well, I've like I've seen most of Titanic, not all of it. It seems like a property that like your your streaming service just wants to have like, like yeah. if you can get a big like if you can get a biggie like that just on your streaming on service is it i think so i think i saw someone watching it on netflix well, james cameron avatar is on is on disney plus because that's yeah well Fox. disney owns oh okay that specifically that's why but james cameron also did titanic 
I know that. So I'm okay. Never mind. Yeah, so Titanic is on Netflix, so that's why. Okay. Plus um, but I feel like most kids know about ti- the Titanic. Yeah, I don't know if that'd be the high, like the exciting one. Like, what about like was there a major twister or? Also, it's that fine balance of the, they often are highlighting tragic events, and how do you do that tastefully? Yeah, that's what like, I don't I don't want to do like a nine eleven because that just seems tasteless. And I can't think of any other disasters. And that's the thing with some of these I Survive books is they do get kind of tasteless sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I guess maybe if you read it, it would be a little bit more balanced. But you're just like, oh, great. A book about an atomic bomb. Lovely. Like, Yeah. They don't have. Or, the, there's a choose your own adventure of the Dust Bowl. And I had to read that one and lead a book group on it for, for third graders. What about Chernobyl? That'd be interesting. <laughs> it would be so sad. It'd be so sad, but like kids today don't Chernobyl's know. Chernobyl's a slow burn, though. It is a slow burn. Because then I'm like, what are some event like world of or world or national events that kids today wouldn't maybe know about? Or do you start with a gimme one like the Titanic and then the second one's one they maybe don't know about? Or do you go all the way back to like Pompeii, Pompeii. and then you do it like... uh like Chronologic. a chronological thing where like that would be interesting. Is Dude. there is there a natural disaster? I survived the meteor that blew up the dinosaurs. <laughs> Wait, oh my I God. like this idea. I like this idea. So I love a, this idea. Let's do this. A, an early mammal. Mm-hmm. You're an early mammal, which is one of those like little like rat things that were around back then. Yeah. And the dinosaurs get wiped out, but you survive. <laughs> yeah, you're underground. Yeah, yeah. Wait, we're describing the movie Dinosaur. No, we're not. Dinosaurs very messed up chronologically. Okay. It, it, there's a lot going wrong in dinosaur. But time wise, yeah, yeah. I like the okay. idea of starting with like. <laughs> and then eventually it becomes about people, but because yeah. we're weird, do we're making like the first one about. Do you do like a dinosaur one and then an ice age one? Yeah, yeah. So the first one's about like prehistoric mammals, mm-hmm. and then the next one is about like prehistoric like humanoids so it's about like i survived the, the, the neanderthals <laughs> i i think like an ice age one yeah like, yeah, yeah but there's just, humans there yeah yeah there's yeah. humanoids yeah i survived the ice age and then it's cutting forward to i survived pompeii i survived the bubonic plague <laughs> then it's like <laughs> the french revolution <laughs> i survived the french revolution I survived the Boston Massacre. <laughs> oh my god! I survived the um, the Civil War. I don't know these. Just I, I, yeah. I, okay. So yeah, we we got it. We nailed it. We nailed okay. it. We're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was just not a, as fun of a normal one, but I was like, I no, thought of it, and I was like, this would be weird, and definitely something they could work on Disney Plus. A twenty-five minute episode about like a little rat boy that just like wanders <laughs> around while all the dinosaurs die is great. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Anyway. Well, thank you for playing my game. Oh, you're welcome. I Thank you for bringing us. I think we we got somewhere interesting. Yeah. I think it's a one-off little like Disney thing. Like they, they just make it happen. It's nothing fancy or flashy, but it, it's a thing. It aligns with some of their weird Disney Plus stuff. So I think it would work. Yeah, Disney Plus, 
Got to get their stuff together. It's becoming it's become becoming a cesspool of random garbage, which is what Netflix is, and that's the way you don't want it to be. Yeah. Anyway, where can people find us on the internet? <laughs> people can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what natural disasters you'd like to survive. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll see you next time for... Uh, hopefully a minute of this movie that will advance the plot for once. Please, you can bet on it. Bye.